All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite set. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Good evening, and welcome to Shiver, a clown podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm one scared fucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that are not yet tuning in to watch us live, uh, Daniel often has uh, these antics that he <laughs> he gets into at the beginning of the episode. And uh, he's he's wearing a particularly spooky clown mask right now. Yeah, so, hit, up, hit up the old spirit Halloween this weekend, man. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. Are, Ooh, are you afraid of clowns? What's that? Are you afraid of clowns? I am not afraid of clowns. Um, I've never really had an issue with them. Um, so I, I, I think I have like a, a healthy fear of clowns. Um, like it's not the sort of thing where, you know, if I see a clown on the street, I, you know, uh, break down or anything like right. that. Right. But uh, I remember as a kid being really creeped out by the nightmare sequence in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When the clowns come in and they steal his his uh, his bicycle, uh, so I remember being being really weirded out by that. And then, of course, it you know was was huge when yeah. I was a kid. Um, and and Pennywise was everywhere. So um, so if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Terrifier today. We are um, indeed. Yeah, and this is one that for one reason or another, Daniel and I. Have had not seen until this week. Yeah, it was, it's really weird. Like, it's a movie that I always see all of our people that we follow on Instagram and and things like that. It's it's got a huge cult following. People love this movie, and there's always the image of Art the Clown. And for the longest time, I just mm -hmm. thought it was just a scary clown. I didn't realize it was a franchise player, and just somehow this one slipped through the cracks for me. Yeah, uh, same. Like I, I had an awareness of All Hallows Eve, right? And uh, the 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 movie that came out before this, the anthology film, and uh, and then of course when Terrifier was coming out, uh, like it was all over uh, social media. I feel like, um, and, and maybe it's just that the people that I follow, um, right, were really excited about it. I know uh, it was all over Bleeding Cool. Yeah, uh, uh, not bleeding cool, bloody disgusting. That was there the we one. Go. It was all over bloody disgusting, and um, and so I was like, this looks really cool, and um, I never got around to it. Yeah. So, um, what really interested me about Terrifier in particular was that it, it was kind of marketed as a return to the old school slasher. Yeah. And uh, I think in a lot of ways uh, it accomplishes this while also being a Halloween movie. 
Right. And at this point, you know, it's October 5th. We're well into the Halloween season. Yes, here. sir. So uh, so this was perfect. Absolutely perfect, I think, for uh, for kicking off our, our very first Halloween episode. Right. Yes. So and I didn't even realize it was like taking place in Halloween. I just thought it was about a scary clown. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when, when I when I saw it, I'm like, but this is Halloween. This is fucking perfect. Right. You know, um, and and I wonder if Terrifier 2, which comes out tomorrow, if you're watching live and if you're listening, I guess it comes out at, you know, it came out at some point last week. Right. Um, I uh, I wonder if that is also going to be Halloween themed as well, because right. All Hallows Eve was obviously Halloween themed. Right. So, um, so what what did you think about this? Like, did it capture that like late seventies, early eighties slasher feel? Uh, did it capture the Halloween feel? Um, and and overall, was it good? Was it enjoyable? So this movie, it captured the feel of that early slasher film, and then ramped it up. We talk mm-hmm. so much about this idea of how when we're watching a slasher we're not in it for the story necessarily. Mm. We uh, on this podcast, uh, we gave the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre five stars because we didn't care what was going on. It was, it was great. It was a slasher. It hit all the right, it hit all the right buttons. This movie checked all the boxes for slashers. And then it just cut out all the fat. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was, it said, all right, here's what you need to be a slasher. And that's literally all we're going to give you. There was no premise of a story in this movie. They did not attempt to make us really connect with these characters. Maybe a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. a stretch. It really, really captured that idea of it's just frantic and hectic. And 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 yeah, it's scary, man. It's it was really interesting because I, so as I was researching this, I found out about All Hallows Eve. And so I, Monday night, I watched All Hallows Eve. And as I was watching it, um, for anybody who hasn't seen All Hallows Eve, it's, it's a like a film anthology type thing. This kid mm-hmm. finds a videotape in his trick-or-treat bag and he watches it and it's a collection of uh, scary movies. Not all of them scary. One of them's just ridiculous. But anyway, um, and but Art the Clown is uh, a set piece in all of those movies that they watch. And I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is, this is weird. But I mean, it's fun. It, 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 was, it was a lot of fun to watch. So when I started this one, I was like, okay, so what am I to expect here? And don't expect anything because mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's not a lot of, like I said, there's, there's not a lot of story. But it is very scary in the way that it is uh, framed, scored, shot, uh, the the makeup on Art the Clown, so many things that we're going to get into. Terrifier was absolutely the right thing to call this movie because there are one or two scenes in this movie that are going to scare the most hardened horror fans. Yeah. So Terrifier was absolutely the right thing to call this. I think it captured that feel but then it gave it that reboot twist, even though there was no original. You know, whenever they go right. back and they and they 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 make the new Friday the Thirteenth, the new Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, for fuck's sake, Halloween Thrills was that the last one? Kill yeah, Halloween Kills, Halloween yeah. Kills. That's right. They they got rid of Halloween Thrills being one of them. Halloween Kills was like we're just gonna 
that's what we're going to do. We're going to kill everybody. It, it's it's the, <laughs> the, the new age thing is, is to crank it up, ramp it up. Mm-hmm. And it just took the idea of a slasher and gave it that treatment. It wasn't remaking anything. It was just, it was remaking the slasher genre into something that is just, it never quite crossed that line into that 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 gore porno that, that we got in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah. It it flirted with torture yes, porn, but it um, did, but, it, but it, never... it, it was it was just like a peck on uh, on the cheek, and then it said, "I'll see you later." Right. And so, I mean, yeah, this movie was really really scary. I think it captured the essence of all that stuff so much. You could there were a lot of influences here that kind of stood out. But yeah, man, it's definitely a scary movie. I, I I have to agree. I was I was watching this and didn't know what to expect. All I knew is that it was a slasher and was made in the vein of the original slashers of the 70s and 80s. And so that was exciting to me. You know, on, on basic premise, we talked about X two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And yeah. uh, and X kind of does the same thing. And so I was really excited about it. Uh, for that reason. Now, this is a very different kind of movie than X, where X yeah. um, kind kind of revels in uh, finding thematic elements in everything, including the sex and the violence. Um, this movie doesn't. This movie is just pure sex and violence. Yeah. And um, and, and, and I think it's all the better for it because Agreed. It, like it, all it's trying to do is excite you. And terrify yep. you, and and it certainly does. And uh, we'll we'll get to Art the Clown, but yeah. holy fuck! Like I have a really hard time accepting newer things as as good as some of the stuff that I grew up with. You know, like nostalgia right. is a bitch, man. You know, <laughs> and 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 uh, like I say this all the time, like if it weren't for nostalgia, Rogue One would probably be my favorite Star Wars movie. I say that exact same thing. But because nostalgia exists, like it's always going to be Empire Strikes Empire. Back, you know? Um, but there's no arguing. Like it is a better movie. And and I think that Art the Clown, like in, in, under every other circumstance, like these franchises have come and gone. There've been awesome killers and very few of them. Do I hold up to that pedestal of Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface? You know, I, I just, I, I don't often latch onto these. And there was something about art, the clown that I was like, yeah. fuck, this guy's got it. I don't know what it is, but he's 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 got that factor, that X factor, and fuck, it was just it it, it was it was incredible. Is, yeah, is the only thing that I could say about it. Yeah, it was it was wild because, like I said, I even after watching All Hallows Eve, I still didn't know what to expect because I knew this was a feature film uh-huh. and not an anthology type film, so I still didn't know how they were going to have this guy pull off a whole movie. And so, you know, the question became, what type of story was I looking for? And, you know, I kind of kind of buried the lead on this one saying there's not much of a story here, but there is some DNA of classic slashers here. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at just the story of Terrifier, how do you feel like it stacks up? I think that there is, um, as with any good slasher, there's enough story to get you from one set piece to another. Uh, because these characters are uh, fodder 
that's that's really all they are is they allow art to get to the next murder correct and and that's okay i think there are certain movies where when when they know that what they're trying to do is just to excite you and to keep you on the edge of your seat you don't need to have incredibly three-dimensional characters that said i think the acting in this was particularly good and we did end up getting characters that were somewhat sympathetic yeah and so it made the the story feel more alive than it really was if that makes any sense you know because i mean really these are just stock characters yeah and 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 stock situations we've had these situations over and over and over again but they're presented in a totally different way and sometimes the tropes are played up and sometimes the tropes are bucked and 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 to me that was one of the really exciting things about this movie uh because essentially what you have is this uh incredible opening scene where uh and i didn't realize how important that opening scene was until i started thinking about the movie a little later yeah um, i i've kind of gone back and forth with with the opening scene so um the movie opens with an interview of one of arts um survivors right she's said to be the only survivor of a massacre that occurred a year before and um i assumed that this was a survivor from all hollows eve so did i because there was a person in hollow in all hollows eve in the car whose face was all screwed up right and so what i'm thinking is like there's a pattern here you know yeah um but what uh what i mean it incredible opening there's an amazing death that happens in that first scene and i was yeah i was like okay this movie's not fucking around you know and then we just get like awesome halloweeny stuff you know these two drunk friends are stumbling home one of them the girl who should be the uh the final girl is uh is like you can't drive we need to eat some food and then we'll sober up and i'll drive you home yeah Great premise, and from there, that's where the shit hits the fan, and we meet Art right away, and everything just gets ratcheted up, and he's he's so creepy. So I think creepy. I, I think I think is the right word. It's it's really creepy because we've we've all met people like this, where where like I start thinking sometimes about some of these encounters that I had, particularly when I was younger and I'd go out and party and, and, and get trashed. And then we'd go end up, you know, somewhere in like downtown Miami at like three o'clock in the morning. We're like, How the fuck are we going to sober up? You're just sitting outside a seven 11 parking lot, <laughs> fucking eating like eight hour old pizza. You know, um, the or, Alabama equivalent of that is sitting in a waffle house. <laughs> okay, so we, we we don't have too many Waffle Houses in <laughs> South Florida, but uh, in in my my touring days uh, when I was in uh, in a heavy metal band, um, we uh, we would always hit up the Waffle Houses yes, after after our shows. So it'd be two three o'clock in the morning, and you're stumbling out of some seedy little nightclub, <laughs> and uh, and you you can't see straight because you're tired and because you've had way too much Jägermeister, and. Uh, <laughs> And where do you go but Waffle House? Um, so, I mean, there's to me, it was, you know, there's just enough story. 
you know, one thing it, it flowed naturally. I never felt like anything was kind of shoehorned in there, you know, from from them going to the pizza parlor to coming back and the tire being slashed to getting to the building and the building is under construction. You know, uh, everything felt natural the way that the sister arrived when she arrived, all of it. And what really surprised me, though, was that I had completely forgotten about that opening scene. Right. Until the very end of the movie. And I start thinking, wait, did they say that this was a year later? Yeah. Or what what's going on here? Right. And and that's when I started to piece it together and like right before they give it to you. Yeah. And I, I and I think that that's a great balancing act when you can make someone forget such an amazing opening scene that they completely forget the setup. Yes. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that I did is the, awesome. I did the same thing because in All Hallows Eve, there's a woman in a car and she's her mm-hmm. face is all torn up and her, her hand like see. And if I thought about it for a second longer, I would remember that her hands, her hands were cut were, off. Yeah. And so it couldn't have been her. But I just saw her face and I was like, oh, OK, so this is the one quick little tie in to All Hallows Eve. And now we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end and you go, oh, my gosh the girl from the beginning okay so this whole thing was a flashback to how she got to that point all right cool i'm good now that part of the story i thought was great and i think you're absolutely right in the fact that it's it's just enough story it's Mm -hmm. just enough when you see all of the promotional materials for this movie are this horrifying clown they don't make you wait 20 30 minutes till you get him you get a great kill five minutes in, and then about five, six minutes later, you get to see art for the, uh, not even five, six minutes later, because right after the kill, you see him putting on his makeup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you see him yeah. full blown, just like five, six minutes later, carrying his, his garbage bag of playthings. <laughs> and, uh, and so they, they, they get right into it. And you're right, all of the pieces are stock. Ah, we're drunk. We ah, okay, so we can't leave yet. Oh no, the tire's flat. Okay, there's there's a guy that we can get to let. Oh, this building's under construction, so nobody's in there. <laughs> like these these are these are all these are all Mad Lib style horror stuff. Yeah, right? the, all of this is is straight up. You're like, yeah, okay, cool, makes sense. But mm-hmm. again, it's just checking boxes because you can tell that. When uh, when 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 Damon Leone made this movie, what he wanted to do was just scare people with this character. And so he was just checking the, the necessary boxes to get that C in story so he could get the A in visual. That's where right. that's where he was looking. And so while none of it felt shoehorned, none of it felt original, but I'm OK mm-hmm. with that. I was not expecting this movie to be avant-garde storytelling. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was expecting a killer clown, and I got that in droves. And I got a very scary new character that you're right can rank up there with some of these big hitters. And, and you know, when we get into just all of the horrific things he did – it's just it's incredible and it's and it's always with the with the not always with the smile there is that somehow that frown is like even creepier yes yes uh and so this story from a to b 
seems like it's just going to be, okay, that was fun. And then you get to the end and you go, you're exactly right. Oh my God, I forgot. I didn't even think about that. And the ability to get you so engrossed in it that you're at the, there comes a point where you're just, you're not tense wondering like who's going to die. Cause you just assume everyone's going to get it. You're just, yeah. you're just excited to see how they're going to get it. It's, it's the Friday right. the 13th thing. We know exactly. none of the camp counselors are going to make it out alive. Let's see how much fun they have with it. You know, no, nobody on this cruise ship's getting away. Let's have some fun. So it's, it's weird because as scary as this movie is, it's never really tense. It's 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 an excitement. This movie is made for the horror fan. This movie is made for the person who can get excited to see what the next bizarre thing that they're going to do is <laughs> and how they're going to keep cranking that amp up. Are they going to find 11? And damn, for for all that the the story was stock, everything else was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there there was one part of the story that didn't quite land with me, and it was the very end with uh, with the resurrection. Oh, yeah, and but so but uh, I I'll say this. Um, you saw All Hallows Eve before watching mm -hmm. Terrifier, um, even if it was only a couple hours before. Right. So I saw Terrifier and then went back and watched All Hallows Eve. So I did it in reverse. Okay. And it made a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, because it seems like from the inception, the idea was that art would be supernatural. Yeah. And especially once you watch All Hallows Eve, there's the whole thing with him being alive in the TV and then you can see him in the mirror and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There, there does come this element of the fact that he is some sort of supernatural being. Maybe he's the one who created the tape from all Hallows Eve and, right. and, and, you know, just, and kind of put it out there because it becomes his gateway to the world type thing. Mm -hmm. I, so yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the resurrection because yeah, I'd seen that already. So I was like, well, I've seen him go through some shit already. Like at the gas station, yeah. that girl put it on him. Oh <laughs> and yeah. Kept coming. And there's, there's no way that he could, you know, catch up with her in that time. Right. You know? So like he, he even moves at a supernatural speed. So, um, so, it, and then I realized later the importance of the opening where art is watching the TV. Yeah. And, and, this... and it, you know, sh she's talking about him. Um, like it seems like he lives in the TV almost, yeah. you know, uh, like I thought of it almost as that was his, uh, his home base in the same way that, you know, Freddie has like the boiler room. Right. right? Um, and, and so that, that was the only element of the story where like upon first viewing, I was like, you know, I don't know that everything makes sense. And I was like, I'm not going to let one wonky thing about the ending ruin this for me. But after you sit down and you consider like who Art the Clown really is among like all the stories that are told about him, it kind of does make sense. Right. Which I'm glad because I was going to try to justify that ending and overlook uh, overlook it because it's like the, the fucking kills are so good. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's to me, that was the main event. 
you know, yep. like if 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 the if the movie is like the the big top at the circus, right? This is the main event. You know, this is the trapeze. This is the the, the, the center ring. Center ring right there. You know, and and to me, it's like you know the the movie drips sex and violence. Yeah, and 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 the, the really interesting thing is that there's no sex, right? None. It's just, but it's sexy. Yes. You know, like uh, the 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 women are gorgeous. Right. And Very. they can't and, and they can't act, you know, so it's not just, you know, we're, we're there for flesh and stuff uh, because you really don't see too much nudity in this movie either. But it's the suggestiveness that's there and and, and definitely the brutality of this movie you know like this is this is what is going to keep me coming back to this movie yeah. over and over and over again so how effective is um damien leone's uh use of, of of violence and is there uh is there any one specific kill that stands out for you so the first thing that I, I want to say is if you watch both of these movies uh, within any short span of time, I watch them both within 24 hours of each other. You watch them both on pretty much the same day, right? Or you watched? I watched Terrifier on Tuesday and I watched All Hallows Eve today. Okay. So, yeah. So, within 24 hours. Yeah. One of the biggest things about the violence in this is the the glow up in Damon Leone's special effects ability. This guy yeah. did the makeup and so he wrote, produced, did the makeup special effects. And there is such a tremendous growth in this. I went and looked it up and the Indiegogo campaign for this went through the roof, mm -hmm. which is why if you watch the credits, that Indiegogo uh, providers thing just keeps mm -hmm. scrolling. People were hyped for this. So when you're looking at the the sex and the violence, uh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, yup, it's uh, <laughs> you're right. There there is no there is no actual sex. Uh, anytime you are presented with nudity, you it is presented in such a way. The nudity is the least sexy thing in this movie. Yeah, uh, there we go. That's what I'm trying to get at. When you do get nudity in this movie, it's presented in such a horrifying way that you. Yeah, you can't even like enjoy the fact that there are really nice boobs on the screen, right? You're because it's, like, it's part of the horror set yes. piece. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 sexier when when they're just when they're just two drunk friends like getting at each other at at the right. pizza place, right? Like yes, that that the that playfulness with art. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. the the sitting down and like grabbing his chin and making him look at the selfie and shit like that. That that type of stuff that you get out of that, you know, there's always there's always that one that one party girl, right? If not a bunch of them, I worked at the bars for years. I, they they flood in in hordes. They they just they just come in as as if we we lit the 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 beacon of Gondor, right? So, um, and so there's 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 sexiness there. But you you said at the beginning that there are some tropes that are followed, some that are amped up, and some that are bucked. And this idea of nudity for the, for the sake of horror is where they bucked it. The two times that we see boobs in this movie are one time when uh, the girl who was the scarecrow, suddenly everybody's name has completely escaped me right now. Uh, um, Tara or Victoria. I forget which one. Tara. No, not Tara. Uh, Tara, Tara and Victoria were sisters. That's right. Tara and Victoria were the sisters. Um, Dawn. Dawn, that's the other it. one. Yeah. Um, so there's uh so you've got Dawn, you've got Dawn hanging upside down by her ankles, topless, 
And so you you can't even be like, yes, boobs, because you're like, oh, God, what's he going to do? You're you're so. And then he. Mm. And you think she's dead already is the thing. Right. Yeah. Because, because until this moment, you thought that he had killed her already. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, if, if you have not seen this movie yet, if you are watching and you have any intention of watching and you are listening, uh, you have any intention of watching this movie and you are listening and, or you are watching a stop right now. Because I am a, you've got to experience this cold. So she's hanging upside down by her ankles and he, he pulls the sheet off. There she is topless. And so you're trying to figure out what's going to happen. And in one of, whoo, in one of the most gut-wrenchingly brutal murders that we've seen, uh, in doing this show, and mm-hmm. it's got to rank well up there in in horror movie history. Art takes a hacksaw and proceeds to start where there is a natural split in this woman's anatomy between her legs, and then continue that split to the very tip of her skull. And that's the that's the kindest, most PG way I can put it. Yeah, uh, he. It was, it was bonkers. There's, there's so many great things that happen in this movie, but that moment, like I'm, I'm, uh, mm, right. There was so we, we tell you guys all the time that we we try not to talk about the movies too much uh, before we get on here. So Dave texts me and says, <laughs> "All right, hey, I'm watching it now. I'm about 20 minutes in. I got to pause it." I'm like, "All right, cool." So he comes back later on that day. Doesn't even tell me he's picked it back up. I just get a text from Dave that says, "Holy fuck." <laughs> and I'm just staring at my phone like, did I say something I forgot? And then it just says, this movie just ratcheted it up tenfold. So the whole time I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to notice the moment when Dave sent that text message. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you I do. noticed. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's, there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot of really great violence here. But that moment is such an amazing is such an amazing, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inversion of yeah. this idea of sex and horror because it takes it, it takes what is normally a moment to celebrate, which is the first time you get to see boobs in a slasher, mm-hmm. makes it to where you cannot celebrate it. Right. And then it then, pre- I, I don't have a vagina if I needed to throw that out there for any of our <laughs> listeners. But I mean, I've been around a couple and- <laughs> they do seem to be sensitive areas. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I could only imagine that as a woman, if somebody were going to take a hacksaw to you, that would be the last place you would want them to start. Right. And so you, you, you take this idea of not getting to celebrate seeing boobs in a horror movie. You take this idea of the, the, the sexiest part of a woman uh, just being mutilated and it, it's shocking and it's gruesome, but God damn it. Like I said, this movie's made for horror fans and fuck, it was good. It was because I, I didn't expect it until I didn't expect it until the second they wanted me to know what was going to happen. And right. the second they wanted me to realize what was going to happen, uh, every, every external organ that I have sucked up on the inside because <laughs> I felt for that woman. Yeah. And uh, there's, there, there's, there's plenty of other stuff here, but I've ranted about this and, and I'm going to let you talk about them some, but that moment, that's, 
for anybody who might not know, Dave and I used to do a podcast called Mount Geekmore that was uh, ranking the top four of something. And we've done horror movie kills. And now after seeing that, I might have to revamp my mountain. It was, it was, it was complete insanity. And it so perfectly set up everything that was going to happen from that moment forward. It so perfectly paid off from everything that, that it built up to that moment. It was such a great, like, uh, it's, I don't even know if schism's the right word. It was just such a great milestone in this movie of we're turning the page now and you only thought shit was serious before. And right. that was incredible. Um, I mean, yes, D- to me, that that is the moment in the movie where it's like a, a switch is flipped and you were really enjoying it before. But now you realize what the movie's capable of. And, there we go. That's and, what it is. And, and part of it is that Damien Leone is obviously a disturbed individual. Oh, so much. But so. this is and, and you my kind I, of disturbed individual. Right. And I saw All Hallows Eve first. So I saw mm-hmm. the scene where he slices up the babysitter. He mutilates cuts her, her boobs off yeah. and then carves filthy words into her body i had seen yeah. that and i was still surprised by what he was willing to do right so uh, <laughs> there's 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 a couple of things though uh, about the the violence in this in this movie um i think that uh, we mentioned earlier um i said that the movie flirted with torture porn i think that if the movie had presented violence in a more realistic way Yes. Then it would have gone down that route and it would have been difficult to watch instead of enjoyful. Yeah. Right. Uh, because it, it was it, it was it was escapism. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I love it. I love the Eli Roth, but I never needed that much footage of what an angle grinder to the face looks like. Yeah. You know, so to, <laughs> to me, it was like with, with the very first. um kill of this movie uh with art because i think that first one is really gruesome yes um and and in fact i would say that that's the most gruesome one because it's pretty realistic in the way it's presented yeah and that's that's the one that's that's shown to us in its entirety that's the one where we see Mm -hmm. every second of it yeah um but also the effects of it were fantastic and i wasn't expecting that because i know that this movie didn't have a particularly large budget and and that it was for you know all in thirty five thousand dollars thirty five thousand that's that is a drop in the bucket when it comes to making movies if daniel and i wanted to we could make a movie for thirty five thousand right now correct we'd have to mortgage our homes but we could do it you know um we could come up with it yeah, you know, so it, it, to me, it's incredible that they made anything, much less this thing, for 35000 But it's that first murder that Art does where, you know, we see the head and, you know, he's turned it into a jack-o'-lantern. And oh, the way God, that, that was so good. Uh, the way that he chops up the guy who was just cleaning up the shit that he smeared all over the bathroom, <laughs> right? Um which apparently is a thing because he does the same thing <laughs> in All Hallows Eve. Yeah, you know. Um, so uh, the way that he chops him up, it's almost comic booky. 
Yeah. You know, the cuts, the uh, by cuts, I mean the edits, you know, the, the, the edits, <laughs> the amount of blood that's coming out, um, you know, the 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 way that the blood spurts, um, there's just enough rubber quality to to the extremities that you're like, oh, OK, it's a prosthetic, you know, yeah. but but also in the nostalgic way. Where it's like in the 80s when you saw someone's hand get chopped off and you were like, oh, my God, it's it wasn't Tom Savini where right. you questioned if he actually murdered someone on screen to get that shot. Right. Um, to me, it was it was like, OK, this is over the top. It's like watching Commando or Rambo 2. You know, right. it's like that's that's what it was. It was pure escapism. And so when you get to that murder, when you get to Don's murder, it was, it, again, so over the top that it made it possible to watch. And the the really funny thing is I had started watching this after dismissal at work. I was grading some papers. I was getting some work done and I was watching. And uh, and so I had to, you know, I had to pack it up. I had to go pick up my son and come home. And, uh, and so I, you know, I left him downstairs doing his homework. I went upstairs and, uh, my wife is, uh, she's in, she's in the bedroom and you know, I take the baby. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to keep watching this movie. She's like, okay, cool. So we sit down and like, that's the very first thing that happens. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, lovely. That's <laughs> right. The whole movie steps. I don't, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the thing is, it, Steph's a, a, a big horror hound, too. Right. And so she waited for the scene to finish. And then she says, uh, not that I don't enjoy uh, watching people get split down the vagina, but uh, <laughs> I got stuff to do. Like, OK, uh, so do I. And it's to watch filth like this. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this movie says an awful lot. Like, I, I don't think it's one of those movies where you got to read between the lines or anything like yeah, that. No, but what I this do movie's all really, surface area. <laughs> it's all surface area. But what I do really like about this is that it meant that one kill managed to perfectly marry sex and violence, not because we see her, you know, uh, almost completely naked, but uh, because she literally gets fucked with a saw. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's it's it is sex and violence in its most union form. You know, uh, there's there's no other way that I could possibly think of of sex and violence together than right. that. Now, you know, now there's no way that I can think of that, uh, you know, because you can think of, you know, maybe Friday the 13th, you know, Kevin Bacon's death. You know, like, okay, you know, he, yeah, he, he gets speared, you know, as he's spearing someone, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, like that's you know, that's sex and violence there, but this takes it to a whole nother level. And I immediately, when I saw her hanging that way, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Bone Tomahawk. No, that's uh, I when I did my Kurt Russell like fil film marathon a while back, you told me to do that one, and I didn't, but we've discussed doing it on the show. Yeah, uh, so when uh, on Mount Geekmore, like you discussed, uh, we did horror movie deaths. That was once on um, on I think it was a couple of our mountains, and um, it's a very similar death, but it's done uh, with a hatchet. Uh, okay, and it's a man. 
and it's a man. And so, you know, when they hold him that way, like you don't know what they're going to do at that moment. And then, you know, they hack away at him. But it's it's very different with a hatchet than it is with with a hacksaw. Mm, and yeah. um, it, to me, it was a way of maybe hearkening back to that um, because that movie is quite brutal. Uh, and I don't know if maybe it looked to it for inspiration but it was it, to me it was handled in a totally different way i didn't see it as derivative of that at all um the only drawback was that because i was aware of bone tomahawk and i had seen it a couple of times already um as soon as i saw her you know spread out in that way i was like is he gonna do this and yeah and like I, I it was it was it was when when, when you just see that the panties rip when you and yeah. i was like oh no 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 mm -mm, mm -mm. and then yeah then it happened yeah yeah but, but i mean uh, there's there there are there are, there's there so are much more so than that people. yeah yeah well, you're, you were talking about the guy's head getting turned into a jack-o-lantern and then the guy who was cleaning up the shit but when he stabs that dude in the face i mean so we're talking a thirty-five thousand dollar total budget as, as, as according to wikipedia mm -hmm. there are movies that would have spent thirty-five thousand dollars to make sure that that shot looked yeah as good as they did it in this movie it, it the, he stabs him in the face and it hits in a way that that looks realistic in the way that did he takes that knife or scalpel or whatever it was in that moment in the mm -hmm. face and and it's and and then he gets into the, the hacking him up and, and all of that there's but one of my favorite things about the violence and the deaths in this is something that was shocking when it happened in all Hallows Eve and then it still shocked me when it happened again in this because I forgot about it. And that is a slasher killer that uses a gun. Yes, it was totally unexpected for me. <laughs> yeah, like, and and in All Hallows Eve, he he does it. He uses a gun one time. He shoots that driver in the car, mm -hmm. and 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 it got me there. But it still got me here when he pulls the gun out, and and then it's it's just I was like, oh. Yeah, guns are guns are tools of violence. You just don't yeah. think about them with <laughs> slashers. And yeah. so it's something that's so simple but so shocking. And then they do this really this really humor, this really great thing where they marry some humor into it, which is when he shoots the girl in the head and he goes to and he and he realizes the clip is empty and he gets frustrated with the gun. And and you see him like rifling through the bag, <laughs> trying to find a new clip and everything, just to come back and empty the entirety of the thing into this yeah. woman's head. <laughs> so even when we got a little bit of comic relief of him trying to find more bullets, then he comes back and just brutally, I mean, she was dead already. He'd popped her right yeah. in the forehead, but it wasn't enough for him. And so, so again, that marrying those two things, you get some, you put a little bit of humor in there with it, and then you remind, no, 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 stop laughing. This movie is horrifying. Yeah, and, and I think that was another reason why the violence in this plays off so well is because you know, in addition to it being like almost comic booky and how over the top it is, it's also really funny. Yeah, like, I found myself laughing on a number of occasions at lines of dialogue, at uh, instances like, you know, just situations that characters were put in at art himself, which I thought was like really disturbing that it's like this guy is one of the creepiest movie villains I've seen in a long, long time. And yet I can laugh with him. Right. <laughs> 
I can laugh with him. I can laugh at him. Um, it, it's really amazing what what Damien Leon's managed to do here. Like, it, fucking incredible. I I I love that that death, Tara's death, because up until he comes back and unloads that new magazine in her, yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking, well, she's the final girl, right? So you know, yeah, he shot her in the cheek. Her sister's coming. You know, uh-huh. maybe she's gonna pull her out of there. I don't know. It's like, oh no, she's fucking dead. Yeah, there ain't no coming back from that. Well, and and you're talking about those moments that you could laugh. There's a great Indiana Jones moment in this when the gun first makes his appearance, where like she's she's got the you know she's got the the, the it was a, I can never remember. For, there's scalpels and there's knives. She's got yeah. the sharp instrument that she's got from him, and she's you know screaming, ready to get him, and then that's when the gun comes out. Boom. Yeah. You're done. And it was just, it was, this, it was, I just, I immediately just wrote Indiana Jones in my notes because that was the exact yeah. moment I thought of, you know, but, but, but written that way, not just because she had, not just because Art had the flu or food poisoning. Or right. Whatever it was. <laughs> and so you, you, you get that, you get that little bit of levity. But man, the cat of nine tails made with just different sharp instruments there's a hypodermic needle on I'm there glad that came back there yes there's there's scalpels there's not i mean he's got the the way that the way that he plays with them and and, and tortures them is is it's it seems like the way that a clown would do it mm-hmm. because because he does it and then he laughs about it and 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 so he it's it, just that the the bag of death that he has that he's taking with him and so much of it got used and for a movie that and i keep coming back to this for a movie that's called terrifier they went out of their way to make sure that they scared us in as many ways as possible and i think that the most important way that they scared us lies in art the clown when you're looking at art the clown we've got a killer a character antagonist, main big bad, just whatever you want to call him, who is who's a who's a a, a trope maker, a trope breaker, you know, a, a, a follower. He's it, it's homage, it's brand new, it, it, it's all of these things. So when you're looking at what art does for this movie, just art as the character, I mean, how we we both said, you know, he's up there. What makes him stand out? To me, it's as this is my my um, my internal conflict with with art because he is clearly a great villain, right? And he's also clearly supernatural. But to me, what's scariest about him is how human he can be, right? Um, you know, it's it's almost that um, like. Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie where it's, you know, it's just a dude in a mask walking around with a knife, killing people right. at, at random, you know, it's not because of some connection that, you know, Lori's his sister or, you know, it's the, just like, I saw you, you the were cult there. Of the thorn. Yeah. 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 You know, it gets, it gets really crazy there. You know, there's, there's incest weird. involved. Um, um, but fuck, they were swinging for the fences, man. You know, at least they were trying something. You know, it's not Halloween Five. To me, that's that's the one where it's like I'm out. You know, it's <laughs> not good. Is that Curse of Michael Myers? That's the Curse of Michael. Yeah, Myers. yeah, yeah. You know, and you you take it. 
one of the best fucking characters in the entire series and you make her mute. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Anyway, um, to me, it was like that. It it had a a little bit of that there where it was like, I can see a character like this because I've, I've taught students like this, you know, where, where I see them and I'm like, man, there's something off about that, you know, or, or you've gone to a restaurant, you've seen someone in the restaurant like that, where it's like, man, I, I don't want to fuck with this guy, you know, and, and I kind of just want to go, you know, we've, we've all seen people like that where they make us uneasy and they, they, they make us think that's the kind of guy who does stuff like this. You know, and I feel for the for for the guy who who makes someone feel that way because more often than not, they're probably just normal people, you know. But but fuck, there are weirdos out there, you know. Everyone's talking true. about Jeffrey Dahmer right now with with this new uh, with this new series that's out on Netflix, you know. Like fucking psychos exist in this world, and and to me, that's what was scariest about art is the fact that it, it like. It's just a dude dressed up as a clown going yeah. around fucking people up in like the craziest of ways. So it, it's I, I have that conflict in me where like now that I know that he's supernatural or whatever, um, that, you know, what I think is maybe his scariest um, asset is is not really an asset, you know, and maybe it's just a leftover characteristic of his humanness right uh, wherever he was before right yeah and uh leon has said that um in this movie art had no idea that he was going to come back after blowing his brains out so right. uh so you know whatever makes him supernatural occurs in this movie uh, you know, so so to some degree, yeah, there there is some of that. Like he's just a crazy guy in a clown costume. Uh, you know, it's not like Pennywise, where he's a shape shifting alien that you know feeds off of fear. Like, no, he just wants to kill you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and he's really gonna enjoy it along the way. Um, you know, uh, uh, that to me, that was part of what made him so creepy. You know, like I don't know that Jason enjoys uh, the pain and suffering. You know, I feel like he feels compelled to kill you for whatever the reason is. Yeah, he's, you know? he's like a golem. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost, yeah. And, and, and you know, Freddy's after revenge and 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 Michael Myers is just evil uh, embodied. Right. So so all these things like they, they make sense in some way, but they don't really revel in the in in the in, in the death they don't revel in in the torture uh because art wants you to suffer yeah. like he 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 loves the suffering that to me is 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 what i think makes him so endearing because when you see him enjoying it it's at the same time really creepy but also funny because art is funny like he's a funny guy you know when he sits there and he does the whole mime routine and he's laughing and (laughs) like when when he gets fucking stabbed in the foot and he mimes screaming yeah like that was another thing that i thought was really scary like he doesn't say a single fucking word yeah and not not a sound Mm -hmm. not a sound yeah when back a couple weeks ago what just a couple months ago now time is time is relative Uh, a little while back when we did oculus 
I talked about the fact that one of the reasons that the mirror was so scary is because rarely do we do a movie that the antagonist is just evil for evil's sake. And to the best of our knowledge, two movies in now, uh, there's there's no there's no reason for Art to be the way he is. And honest to God, I hope that when mm-hmm. Terrifier 2 comes out this weekend, they keep it that way. I don't need to know what led to Art being who Art is. I, I don't, I, I'm good. I'm good with Art. But, and it's because that's so much scarier. When you've got this guy who, these girls didn't do anything to him. I mean, I, if, if if you know, I get the one did force him to take a selfie, you know, but let's face it, there yeah. are a lot worse things that can happen than a hot girl sitting in your lap and force you to take a picture with her, right? So uh, these girls didn't do anything uh, to to slight him, and, and even in a way that he could consider them slighted because he'd already, he'd marked them before she forced him. That's why, he, before she forced him to take the selfie, that's why he followed him to well, the, the, the There was that one interaction that he had with them, you know, because Dawn shouts out like, hey, you know, my friend wants your number. Um, you know, and it, but it could just be that all they did was catch his attention. Right, exactly. And to, and to, and, to me, to me, that's what that was. Yeah, and so he's just... He's just this this evil for evil's sake, just this black eyed, no soul, except you can't even say he has no soul because you're right. He takes joy in it. And uh, and and, yeah. and you know, this is referencing a, a scene from All Hallows Eve more so. But he does things similar to this in Terrifier at the very end of All Hallows Eve, when you come to the realization that he's killed the children and he's just standing at the top of the stairs, miming the laughter and pointing at the babysitter and then pointing over at the bedroom and just laughing as he's covered in blood. It's yeah. like, dude, what, what is wrong with you? I mean, what, what is misfiring in your brain? So that's, you're right. That's what sets him apart from the shape, from, from uh, yeah. Jason, from a Leatherface who has really deep seated issues and, and a real emotional connection to just about everybody he kills. This guy is so detached emotionally from reality that, that these things are funny to him. And one of the amazing things about his character is you get this moment where he's kidnapped the crazy cat ladies, uh, baby, which is a porcelain mm-hmm. doll. And, but to her, it's not to her. That's her baby. Do you? So he's, and he's got it. And so she tries, she tries the, the soft touch approach of, of let me, let me talk to him and reason yeah. with him and says, have you ever even known a mother's touch? And so you get, you get him, he starts sucking his thumb and he curls yeah. up like in her bosom and she's kind of rocking him. And, and you go, Oh man, there is a reason. Like, something traumatic has happened in this guy's past. And then the next time you see him, he is literally wearing, wearing the, her, wearing the woman's <laughs> chest as a Dickie a la Ed Gein. Um, yeah. he, and then you realize, Oh no, there was no humanizing him to the, to, to him there. That was just was another a part to an of end. the game. Yeah. 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 It, that, that was a great scene because <laughs> uh, like, I did think it was Tara that was there. Right. You know? And it's like, uh, you I know, did she's, too. She's, I all, like, she's all bloody. And yeah. you know, that's, that's probably her. And 
fuck, man, when he turns over, when you realize that, uh, you know, the crazy cat lady's scalp is taken off. Yeah. She's all bloody here. And I couldn't quite make it out. I was like, what is fuck? And then I'm like, mother fucker. And then he turns over. He's wearing her tits. He's wearing her hair. And it's like, <laughs> holy fuck. This guy has no, no limit like to and what then, he's capable of. And then in selling the fact that we're continuing to marry this horror and comedy, he comes out of that warehouse. I think his junk Buffalo was Bill. Tucked. And yeah, yes. he's giving it the full Buffalo <laughs> Bill. He's prancing and his shoulders are moving and he's swaying his hips. I mean, it's what is that song? Wild Horses. Right? Yes, like, that Wild Horses. Been, yeah. That could have been playing in that moment. And I, I would have I would have given my television a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> that when when he just when he continue, he takes that moment that's that's surprising and horrifying and then he does it the way a clown would do it you know that's the type of thing a clown does when you're at a circus and they they take your your wife's purse or whatever and they put it over their shoulder and they prance that's how clowns act and it's funny because we have i mean there's a whole subgenre out there of scary clown movies and let's face it, most of them are bad. Yeah. Not, not all of them are Pennywise. Most of them are just, we're just going to take a killer and put him in clown makeup because people are afraid of clowns. Art is, art captured the essence of what it is to be a clown better than maybe anybody since Killer Clowns, but without making the turn into, uh, you know, um, uh, a a tra- well, God, what is that shit? We I always forget the name of it. The the monster show, Jim Bob's Trailer Park Horror Show, or whatever. You know, one of the movie. It's the TBS show. I'm I'm just completely blanking on it. But um, uh, you know where they where he, they don't take that turn into cheesy horror movie clown. He does it gotcha. like a real clown that mm-hmm. would be terrifying, and it's just it it just blows me away. I I couldn't. I could not wrap my head around how you create this character. Yeah. <laughs> of Art the Clown. You know, we we talk about we talk about uh Flanagan and, and Aster and about how deep the, the 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 how deep and disturbing these things may have, but they're they're logical, mm-hmm. right? They they create these deep dark unsettling things that strike at something in human nature what damon leone did with art was just strike at something that's truly disturbing because how does anyone not only think of this but then present it in a way that doesn't make the turn into a movie elvira would watch right yeah because i don't see this on Elvira, I don't see this on Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, this this is a, like an honest-to-goodness scary movie. And it's not so bad it's good. It's just so good it's great. Right. Um, yeah, man. Um, I cannot wait to watch Terrifier 2. And, right. and, and it's... Uh, almost entirely because of Damien Leone and Art the Clown. 
Um, I do know that um, I think uh, was Victoria. Was that the the name of the character? Yeah, Victoria. She will be in it. Uh, I I think it's just a cameo. Um, But there's another character that um, was in the very first Art the Clown script that he wrote, which um, never got made, that is coming back in in Terrifier 2. And uh, to me, it's like you can continue to make Terrifier movies until you run out of. Oh, yeah. Pilots. Yeah. You know, uh, into the ground. Yeah. uh, You know, do the Friday the 13th thing. Do the Halloween thing. Reboot the fucking franchise when like it's it's dead in the water because this is a, a franchise villain that will carry horror into like the next generation yeah you know my my son who's eight is going to be you know going out to the movie theater with his friends on halloween and saying hey let's watch the new terrifier movie and if he's not that's not a world i want to live in you know um you know this this deserves to be a franchise we talked uh when we did um overlord we talked about you know like potential sequels and something like that but in truth the movie didn't need a sequel terrifier like begs for a sequel art the clown needs more victims i need to see other ways that he murders people because because he enjoys it so much because i enjoy watching him enjoy it so much yeah uh, by the way, it's Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs is what I was trying to get to while I was stu- while I was stuttering. Monster uh, Joe Bob Briggs is the guy I can never remember his name. Now he does the last drive-in on Shutter. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. No, I've never seen it. Oh man, you never you never watched Monster Vision on TNT? No, oh, dude. Uh, it was it was essentially it was a lot like Elvira, but he didn't just do cheesy movies. Like they would do cheesy movies every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he would do legitimate ones too, um, and it was uh, it was it was one of the ways that I saw as many of those old ones as I did when I was a kid because it would come on like Saturday nights, yeah. and and that's man, if we, we, we me and my parents would watch those. Nice. Um, we want to talk about some of the characters. Yeah, man. All right. Well, let's let's do that then. Um, so it, we we've got what I think is pretty tropey characters here. Right. You know, um, but that said, I think that we have some pretty good performances for these pretty tropey characters. Uh, and, 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 and I think that, you know, not knowing which character is going to fall victim to the classic trope and which one is going to be played up for laughs and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, th- that to me was was one of the most interesting parts of the movie. So uh, are there any standout performances for you? Obviously, aside from Art the Clown, um, you know, he steals the fucking show. Yeah. But is there anyone else that for you, you're like, you know, I really enjoyed that performance or fuck that. I don't want to see that person in another movie. You know, uh, when it comes down to this one, honestly, it, you get, uh, you, you get, you're right, tropey characters, but I love the way that they push the envelope of trope with, with Don and mm-hmm. being the, you know, just the, the drunk party girl, but they never, you know, they never made that full turn into her just being like the, you know, like they never made the turn into her just being a tramp. 
Yeah. Right. You know, she's, she's, oh, this boy wants me to come over tonight. And she's like, of course I'm not going to go. You know, they, 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 they pushed the envelope with that, but they, they never actually made her. And I thought she did a really good job. She was, she was believable in that. And, and she was, she was a lot of fun. She really embraced that role of, you know, you get, when you get the two friends together and you've got the one who's a lot of fun and the one who's grounded in reality. And, and she, she really, she did a good job with that without, you know, without it turning into her being sloppy drunk. I never doubted that she was drunk, right? but she didn't, she didn't over exaggerate the stumbling and stuff like that. She, everything she did seemed realistically like the way that somebody would stumble around drunk. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she wanted to get some food and she's, she's on her phone and she's taking pictures and, you know, she, she takes the picture with, with art and it's, you already got four likes, you know, just all that (laughs) stuff. She, she played into all of those without it ever becoming ridiculous, which seems like it would have been really easy to do with that character. And so I liked that. I, I did like that a lot. I thought that she was really good. And then Victoria, man. I, I mean, Victoria was great. I, I get just smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she was she did a good job of making us believe she was the final girl. Oh, Tara. And, uh, Tara, yes. Sorry, yeah, Tara. Yeah. Not, yeah, not Victoria. Yeah, Tara. Tara did a good job of making us believe that she was the final girl. She mm-hmm. did a good job of being the friend who's, like I said, the grounded friend. Uh, but she, I, 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 I constantly believe that she had the the inner strength and the wherewithal to to take it to the end and be the one who was left standing over Art's body. And mm-hmm. and in a in an era where we've even made a movie called Final Girls because we come to understand that that's a thing. Um, also, apparently there's a book out there. Uh, I believe it might just be called the final girls or something like that. And the, yes. the, and all the, all the characters in it are, are basically characters from famous horror movie franchises, but they can't use the names. So we were, <laughs> we're in it. We're in an era now where we come to expect that. And while well, granted, she didn't write the movie. She, so she knew she wasn't going to be the final girl, but I believe she was going to be the whole time because she portrayed that strength that you're looking for right. in the mousy, quiet character at the beginning. And so it, it, it's, it's definitely all about the two of them. Uh, yeah. To, to me, I think the one that really um, steals the show here, aside from art uh, was Dawn. You know, she, uh, she hooked me right away. She was funny. She was likable. Uh, she was like just sexual enough, right? You know where it's like you you seem like you have no inhibitions, you know, and 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 that's that's a fun character to play, but it's also a really easy character to overplay, and 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 I think that's there was a balancing act that she handled quite well, um, you know like you said, Tara's like, you know, very understated uh, strength is there. Victoria's is there too. I definitely, even though they didn't really look alike, I could see that they were sisters, right? You know, there was a familiarity in the way that they spoke to one another. Uh, You know, that, that underlying strength was there with Victoria too. They're both incredibly resourceful. Um, I really liked the, 
the fumigator guy or the oh yeah the uh, guy who was praying for rats Mike yeah yeah or the pest control guy yeah he was really good you know and he wasn't in it for for very long but every scene he was in for me felt authentic you know yeah. like we all know guys like that you know uh the the blue collar guy who's like he'll always help you out yeah you know, that that sort of guy and uh and, and he was he was great at it um the thing that to me was like oh that was so nice to see and i didn't even realize it when it first happened is the uh the person conducting the interview in mm -hmm. the very beginning of the movie is played by the same actress but is not the same character as the babysitter yes. in all hollows eve so to me it was really nice to see her come back because you know, there's again some of that connective tissue. You know, we see the cat and nine tails uh, from from the the first movie. You know, we see another you know mutilation scene like we saw in the first movie. So th there's a lot of shared DNA there. But like when Art the Clown is a different actor, it's like okay, well this is maybe even a different universe, right? Sort of thing. Like a it's a different art, a different reality, and. But there she is, you know, and it's not the same character. And it, and maybe that even supports this idea that this is a totally different thing. These two things aren't related. You don't even have to consider them together. But I kind of like the idea that you can. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that it's that whole it's that whole thing where with, when American before it was American Horror Stories, when it was American Horror Story from season to season, you're like, all right, who, who's where's Evan Peters now? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, and, who, and who is Evan Peters? Yeah, and who now? is Evan Peters yeah. now? Yeah. And Sarah, Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters. It just became yeah. about like, what are they doing? And what are those crazy kids up to this time? Yeah. <laughs> you, you get to the hotel and it's like, oh, Evan Peters is a ghost now. Cool. <laughs> so I, I wonder if Katie McGuire's coming back for uh, Terrifier 2. I haven't seen it advertised anywhere that she is going to be back. Um, I to, to me, those really it was it was those those three uh, women. I mean, they, they did a really great job at uh, giving art something to do, you know, and 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 to be interesting at the same time, because you they could have just been another, you know, uh, sheep led to the slaughter. Right. But they weren't. They were more. And uh, although I never rooted for them to survive <laughs> uh, because I wanted to see the deaths. Yeah. Um, I was always, um, I guess, somewhere in the back of my mind. I hope that the character survived uh, because they were they were fun and they were likable. And I hope that they went to the next party. And I hope that, you know, she would have passed her midterm and all that good stuff. Uh, but of course, they didn't. And, right. and 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 that's okay because we got some really great violence out of it. Yeah, we we really did these you know we the the actresses uh and an actor in Mike Mike and Will um just they 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 understood the assignment, right? They knew exactly what they were in for and they made the most of the time they had and really that's all you can ask for with the with the with the down and dirty slasher like this one. Yeah. With one, you know, when you, when we watched when when we did X, we were we're looking for all this all this subtext and everything, and and there's all this depth to these characters because that's what that's what that movie was supposed to be. In this, what we got was characters who were the absolute best character they could be in that situation, and it was great. Yeah.
So that leaves us with nothing left to do but to rate this movie. So if you're new to the podcast, we do like to remind you that when we rate a movie here at Shiver, we only rate it against itself. So we're not going to say, oh, is Terrifier better or worse than It's and Pennywise. We're just looking at Terrifier this movie by itself and so to do that what we do is we create a unique rating system for every movie we kicked around a couple of ideas but it in case you couldn't tell from as much as we laughed i'll take it back you're if you're a regular listener at this point you would probably narrowed it down to what the two choices were this <laughs> were the two that we narrowed it down to so let's see if you pick the one that we're actually going to go with and so out of a possible five Boob flesh shirts. That's right. Boob flesh shirts. What do you give Terrifier, Dave? Um, you know, I, I went back and forth on this because when when I first finished watching it, I told you I the, the, the ending kind of like didn't land with me. And and so at first I was like, okay, well, the movie was good, but the ending sucked. And and then as I watched all Hallows Eve, and I realized that he definitely was supernatural and that this was setting up something else, and maybe this took place before All Hallows Eve, and that really I was just overthinking the whole damn thing. Um, I was probably gonna go like three and a half or four. Um, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I should probably go like four and a half. But then the more I started thinking about this thing and how perfectly it mashes up 70s and 80s slasher with modern horror and yet still somehow feels like like 90s slashers too right right? because there's a little bit of that like scream vibe i know what you did last summer vibe in there too i don't know this thing manages to be like like a perfect amalgamation of the slasher like if i'm not joking if someone today were to ask me hey i want to watch a slasher movie and I knew that they weren't particularly into film history, right? right. And like the, the 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 historicity of something. I I, I historicity. Maybe Write that down, listeners. Historicity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, it is word. Uh, is it really? It, it, it is a word. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought for sure you just made it up. No, uh, no. Uh, his historicity is the uh, the power that something has because of the history behind it. I'll be damned. Yeah, so it's, it's the it's the reason why um like a, a little switchblade like this is like more or less meaningless. But when you see the words Sears on it, right, and made in USA, all of a sudden now this thing starts to be worth a little bit more because it's from a period uh that no longer exists. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's what historicity. So sorry to derail you. I thought you had just made up a word. (laughs) No, that's 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 okay. I didn't know it was a word either until I read The Man in the High Castle. And that's it's a it's a major theme that runs through that book. Um, uh, but and, and there's your English lesson for there we uh, go. For, for the day, folks. Uh, so yeah, if they're not into like the historicity of things, then you don't have to start them with Halloween or you know, uh, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Like, you can go to Terrifier because it has it all, it's all right there. And 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 I think that that's fucking incredible that a movie that came out just a handful of years ago could turn my head enough to say, fuck, this might be a perfect slasher. 
and 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 you know what I think it is. So I'm gonna go five. And I know I I know I give out fives like 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 it's like like it's fucking gangbusters here, you know. But shit, man, this movie's really fucking good. Yeah, right? I I think when when I look at this movie, and I look at how it took, like you said, it it is the perfect amalgamation. It took everything that we look for in a slasher, and it threw it in a blender, and what came out was a delicious smoothie. I mean, we they weren't they weren't smashing tuna fish and peanut butter together here. This was this movie is peanut butter and chocolate, right? This movie is mix, mixing it all together perfectly, and what we got was a Reese's cup. It's uh, it's Halloween's here, right? That's what we're all in it for, Reese's cups. Um, so I it is the perfect candy. It really, it's yeah. man, and, and I I'm normally like a, a sour gummy guy, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I will fist fight you over a Reese's cup. No, so, that, you, um, you end with the Reese's cup. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to end with it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this movie is that it's 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 a great it's a great slasher it's a great antagonist it's a great villainous clown it's a great halloween movie mm-hmm. we one of the things that made me realize how high i was going to rank this movie is when i realized that this is a movie i'm going to watch every october now yeah this this is i mean this is in the rotation with my slashers that I love. This is now up there with Halloween and Friday or, um, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And yeah, Friday, Friday the 13th. I, the only reason I'm not watching those this October is because I just watched them all recently. But it's 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 going to be something that I'm going to go back to. And, and not to let it influence my rating too much because we are just looking at the movie. But when you're looking at All Hallows' Eve as a separate thing, I discussed with Dave the idea that I think that All Hallows' Eve is the perfect movie to play if you're having a Halloween party because you can put that on the TV on mute. There is no dialogue that matters at all yeah, <laughs> in All Hallows' Eve. You can just put that on mute and just let people look up and be scared sometimes. This took that and made it better. And it gave us moments that I'm going to remember forever it's you're right. This is going to be something where somebody's going to say, I like slashers or I'm looking for a good slasher. And, and the first thing I'm going to say, okay, like how squeamish are you? Because it's not gore filled, yeah. but it's going to make you squirm. If you're okay with squirming, this is going to be the top of the list for me because you're right. So often when we think about recommending a slasher, it's because we're influenced by the historicity of it. Yeah, It's because we know what Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre did for the genre. And so you want to go back and you want to recommend those, but you get people who aren't into older movies. And then they kind of find those things laughable because the subtlety of those movies is lost on them. Right. There's, 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 there's subtlety to Terrifier, but even if that's lost on you, there's still a very enjoyable movie here. And I would recommend this to just about anybody if as long as they say, oh, well, I vomit when I see blood. You know, if they say that, then, yeah, I'm good. Okay, watch Texas Chainsaw. There's some killing and not a lot of blood in that. Right. But this one is is going to be high on my recommendation list. And, dude, there's nothing wrong with the fact that I'm giving it a five, too. And yet we give out a lot of fives. But you know what? It's because we're guys that like stuff. Yeah, we you know, enjoy, that's, that's a really good point. We enjoy stuff. I, I will never for the life of me understand people 
who solely exist to complain about things that they don't like. Uh, and I can find a reason to like so many things. I just, I keep waiting for the, there's going to be a movie eventually that, that you're really going to like. And I'm not, I just don't know when it's going to happen because <laughs> I just, I, I like to like things. I like yeah. to enjoy my time spent watching movies. So yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It, this is a five. It's, it is five boob flesh shirts. There's, <laughs> There, there's, there's, there's no holes to punch in this. They didn't, they didn't give us enough story to find loopholes in it, and right. they, they didn't, they didn't set any rules that they had to follow because outside of watching something put on makeup at the beginning, they never really established that Art the Clown is human, and right. you know even. It, it, you know, some sort of alien or supernatural force can put on makeup to look like a clown. So even if, like you said, at first you didn't like the fact that he kind of came back to life, they never really established the rule that that he wasn't invincible. Right. So they they did a good job with it. And yeah, it's five, man. So there you go. Terrifier. A full five boob flesh shirts uh which i guess would make it uh two pair of boobies and a half there we go um so uh thank you so much oh wait no no if it if it's five boob flesh shirts that's that's 10 boobs if each shirt has got two boobs has got the two boobs yeah yeah that's just just 10 boobs on yeah yeah wow that's that's an awful lot of boobs that's a lot of yeah, so uh, thank you so much for creating this thing. Like you, you have you have given this uh, this old horror fan uh, something new to latch onto. That <laughs> um, doesn't happen often these days, right? Uh, so if you have really enjoyed this episode, uh, I go back and listen to some of our other episodes. Uh, Really, if you're new around here, you know, there's a lot of old school stuff, new uh, stuff that we've done. We've got some great stuff coming up. Uh, so we are doing uh, Hellraiser. Oh, right? yes. Very excited to do the new Hellraiser. If you are listening to this live, it comes out this same weekend as Terrifier 2. Uh, and very excited for that. Jamie Clayton, the only two things I've seen are Jamie Clayton as the new pinhead and a picture of the new chatterer. And oh man, I'm so terrifying hyped. both of them. Yes. Uh, so we will be doing that next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really exciting. You know, hopefully you can watch it and then come in and, and chat with us live. Uh, cause it's, it's always better when, uh, when we got some, some live chatting going on here. Uh, so, uh, if you enjoyed this, you know, on top of listening to some of our, our other episodes, you can w- listen to any of the other geek bro network podcasts. Uh, we've got a whole slew of them there. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Daniel is uh, is is a, a god at it, and um, and right now we are publishing a movie a day. Yes, uh, on on Instagram and Facebook, uh, maybe Twitter. I don't know if it's all linked, um, but it's uh, it's it, it's really cool. Daniel and I are taking two really different approaches i think to uh we are. To, to to what we're doing here uh to go back to historicity like i'm trying to do like a movie a decade and uh it seems like daniel's just like 
just not just, pulling any punches. He's no, like, look at this juggernaut. Do. Look at this other juggernaut. And I'm like, fuck, wait till I get to the 70s, yeah. man. And we're, we're, we're actually doubling down on the movie a day because uh, we are currently engaging in um, our friend over on Instagram at Chip Valentine's 31 Days of Halloween Challenge. And uh, been making sure to watch a horror movie a day. He is he made a list of 31 types of horror movies to watch and uh, trying to strike out one a day. I'm, I'm giving ratings on a lot of them as long as it's not one that we're going to do here. Um, I recently did uh, watch Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time in a very long time. Love that damn movie. That's a watched, good one. Yeah. Watched Hell House LLC, found footage movie, liked it a lot. It was it was a lot of fun. So make sure you head to shiverpod.com where you will find all the information for our social media. Of course, if you just want to go straight to us on social media, we are at shiverpod on all of the social medias. So find us there. If you've got an idea for a show, if you've got a way that you, if you've got something you want us to promote, if you want to be on the show, if you just want to be part of the experience, hit us in the DMs or email us at shiverpod at gmail.com. We would, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you. We've been having a lot of really great interaction on social media. Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much. <laughs>